Hello, everyone. Welcome back uh, to Capes and Japes once again. You are joining us um, here on a a very a very rainy Tuesday here in my neck of the woods. So if you hear some uh, rain noises in the distance, um, I'm sorry about that. There was nowhere in my house I could go that didn't have rain sounds. <laughs> it's just windy where I am. So like. I guess ditto, but for wind noises. Yeah, there's just a whole lot of nature sounds happening. Um, we're also recording this a week ahead of time, so if something totally buckwild happens while we're gone and we don't talk about it, um, that's because we're in the past and you're in the future. Um, but we'll talk about it next time, don't worry. The thing we are going to talk about today... Um, is a fella you might have heard of by the name of Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> is that his Christian name? His <laughs> first name Spider, last name Man. Um, Middle name Dash. <laughs> um, Spider-Man, alter ego Peter Parker, um, who you have, joking aside, who you have definitely heard of um because he is probably the third most iconic superhero currently in existence i would say like i would put superman and batman ahead of him um but pretty much nobody else um he's he's a he's a very famous boy and we're very proud of him. Um, definitely the most uh, iconic Marvel character by far. Though, I mean, like... Iron Man it, has gotten very popular as of late. Iron Man has gotten very popular. It's weird. Like, if we were recording this, like, whatever, like, ten years ago, um, it would be, like, absolutely no question the most iconic Marvel character, like... The one character that, like, everybody knows and, like, sells the most merch and stuff. And, like, cumulatively, over, like, all of the years of Marvel's existence, that's still true. But now in 2018, it's like, or I guess maybe Baby Groot? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Baby Groot is the most iconic Marvel superhero. <laughs> the most iconic Marvel tree. Um, so it's, Well, he still's um, got that. Because the, the thing about Peter Parker is, he's not a tree. That's the one thing about Peter. He's a lot of things. Um, he is not a tree. Um, but despite the fact, um, that the, like, the MCU has, like, vastly and permanently changed, like, the landscape of, like, how much people know about Marvel Comics, um, the fact remains that, like, Spider-Man is still, like, one of the most universally well-known characters, um, ever in time, which is, like, a little bit wild. I mean, not super wild. Um, he came onto the scene he swung his way into our hearts and minds um, in 1962, 
which is like a long time ago, but it was also still like over 20 years into like, you know, the existence of superhero comics. Like Superman and Batman had like a pretty good chunk of time on on him, but um Spider-Man made up for that very quickly. Um created uh famously uh by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, um, both of their, like, most famous creations, I would say. I mean, anyone, if anybody made Spider-Man, Spider-Man would probably be, like, the most well-known thing you've done. Um, even though Stan Lee had a hand in, like, a lot of other very popular characters, it's like, Spider-Man's the big one. Um, Jack Kirby also possibly had some contribution to the original design. This is also the point where, like, um, a lot of the stories are very unclear, um, because, like, everyone who was working at Marvel at that time all had dramatic falling outs with each other. Um, and so every time they give interviews about it, they're like, I did all the work and Stan didn't do anything. Um, and also, Stan Lee's the only one of those three people, um, still alive currently, which, um, which is sad, but, you know, they, they've lived very, very long lives. Um, but, so, 1962, we're in the, uh, what's called the, the Silver Age of comic books, which is, uh, sort of in the in the era of the comics code um people start kind of pushing superhero comics a little bit more to be like no 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 they're they're kid friendly and they're fun and they're you know they're just just goofy adventures and they're good for kids and there's no violence and marv wolfman can't put his name on them <laughs> um so stanley um depending on what story you hear, um, saw a fly fly into his room, or saw a spider crawling up the wall, or, uh, read the pulp magazine about the character the spider, or saw the DC character the fly, um, something happened <laughs> where he came up with this pitch um, he actually has said in interviews, he was like, no, what happened was, you know, I was, I was alone in my room and I was trying to come up with characters and I saw this spider crawling up the wall and I was like, that'd be a great idea for a superhero. And then, just, like, later on... I'm just imagining him sitting in his room looking at a spider and it's like, but what if a dude did that? What if that but a man? <laughs> that hyphen man. But, uh, yeah, and then in later interviews, like, later on in his life, he's like, I might have made that up, because it sounded cool, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> Which is fair, he's done a, he's made a lot of, of comic book characters. But, um, so, he, he's like, alright, we're gonna do, we're gonna do a, a, a spider, a Spider-Man. Um, and he pitches this to the Marvel editor, um, who is Martin Goodman, um, and Martin Goodman is like, this idea sucks, spiders are gross, 
why would anybody want to read a comic about a man who is also a spider? Um, and why is he, like, a teenager? And why is his thing that he's, like, ordinary and, like, a weirdo instead of being, like, cool and heroic? Um, all of this is terrible, but I'll tell you what we're gonna do. We have this, uh, this comic called, uh, Amazing... It is called Amazing Adult Fantasy, which I, like, I, uh, like, I'm sure sounded different in 1962, um, but I gotta say... Did it? Did it, though? I hope it did. Um, retitled Amazing Fantasy for the Spider-Man issue, because they were like, okay, we definitely can't have the word adult in here, because, like, the whole thing is we're trying to sell this to kids. He's like, this book is going to be cancelled anyway. Put your dumb spider boy in there and Stanley's like no it's spider man because we see, could keep I, that adult in there because he's spider man he's spider hyphen man um and it's like I want you know I want like him to be able to like sort of like grow up as time progresses and he's like whatever I don't care Stan just do your spider story um I also do want to note about the hyphen I've not been able to find anything obviously, that indicated that anyone in the planning stages thought the hyphen was important. Um, which is, like, I mean, like, you know, if this was, like, a modern-day, like, Disney character, though I guess Spider-Man is a Disney character now, <laughs> they would have definitely had, like, a two-hour, like, pitch meeting where they were like, hyphen, no hyphen, hyphen, no hyphen, what sells better? <laughs> um, but I think they just put a hyphen in there, and now... Um, it's, it's stuck forever and some people get extremely pedantic about it. Which, in the um, modern age, they, I don't think they would have put the hyphen because it's harder to hashtag. It is, it is much harder to hashtag is the problem. Um, where is my Spider-Man comic where he complains about how hard his name is to hashtag? Honestly, in Spider-Man's case, it would probably, like, be a good thing. Um, <laughs> just like... Just like, man, you can't even do, like, hashtag Spider-Man because there's a dash in there. It doesn't even show up well on, like, Tumblr results because there's a dash in there. Who did this? <laughs> and Peter's just like, yes. I'm Perfect. free. Um, so, depending, there's, like, different versions of the story. Um, presume, like... Stanley goes to Jack Kirby, maybe, and Jack Kirby comes up with this thing about, like, a magic ring that gives him spider powers, and he draws a costume, and Stanley's like, I don't like that. Um, and then he gets, uh, Steve Ditko to design it. And then, uh, Steve Ditko ends up being, uh, the, the, primary artist for Spider-Man for uh many many years um Jack Kirby does some of the covers um Ditko does most of the the interior stuff um is primarily credited with the design and then there's like a lot of dispute about who did what and who said what to whom and who came up with what when because but that's just you know um that's just the reality of the Lee Kirby era uh, Marvel. Um, <sighs> yeah, but so eventually Stanley um, 
and Steve Ditko do this story um, with the um, Jack Kirby doing the very, very famous cover um, where it's uh, it's it's Peter's swinging in and he's like holding a dude like by the waist. Um, he's got like a web like going off the side of the page. Um, you've definitely seen it before. Um, and it's been like, like parodied and referenced and, you know, like redone like a million times. I think there's like a, like when they first launched like the black, like Venom costume, it was like that cover, but it's like, oh, it's Spider-Man in the, the black costume now. Um, stuff like that. But they do this and, uh, people go like super buck wild about Spider-Man. They love this guy. They can't freaking get enough of him. Um, and so, you know, they're like, the editors are like, okay, shoot. Like, I guess we're going to have, like, a Spider-Man solo series. <laughs> um, well, now we gotta. We gotta. Um, and from that point on, um, I'm pretty sure there has continuously um from like the first amazing spider-man um continuously been a running spider-man title at marvel usually at least two um because people just cannot freaking get enough of spider-man um and Throughout those titles, there's been uh, some successes and some failures. Quite, I mean, there's like there's a lot of good Spider-Man stories. Um, unfortunately, like Spider-Man is also famous for having like two of what are considered like the worst storylines in comic book history. Um, which, I mean, is sort of what happens when you've been, you know, ongoing for, like, 50 years and you come out with, like, four books a month. Like, something... Some some of them are going to be misses. Um, <laughs> but You can't uh, win them all. Yeah. And not like other, like, famous superheroes haven't had, like, very 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 bad story arcs it's just these two spider-man ones have gained like the most hatred one of them being um the clone saga which we referenced briefly last time because there's a gwen stacy clone involved um but it's also like there's a clone of spider-man and then there's like an original story where this guy clones spider-man and then the clone leaves and then the clone comes back and they find out that the clone was the real Peter Parker. But then they change their minds. And then they change their minds again. Um, and the whole thing is like this ongoing saga of like they keep like changing editors and changing writers. And every person that comes in has like a new idea of what should be happening. And someone's like, I want to do, I want to have a, the new, after this, I want the new Spider-Man title to be all about this clone guy, and he's going to be the new Spider-Man, and Peter Parker's going to retire, and then somebody else comes in and like, that's stupid, I don't want to read about not Peter Parker, change it, <laughs> and then this other guy, like, comes up with this villain, and he's like, this is going to be the main villain of the arc, and then he leaves, and then nobody knows, like, what his plan was for the villain, 
so they can't figure out what to do. Hashtag comics. It's a very, it's very comics is it, the thing about it. It's like a group project that nobody talked to each other about, and then you get up in front of the class to do your presentation, and everyone's like, uh. That's, um, that's extremely how it reads, uh, reading the history of it. Um, and then immediately afterwards, Marvel went bankrupt. Uh, so that's, that's how good it was going over there. Um. <laughs> The other one is uh, one, what one more day? I always want to say one day more, just like reflexively. One day um, more. <laughs> I am. Listen, I'm a I'm a theater kid at heart. Um, but uh, it's called One More Day, and what happened was um, the Marvel editor uh, Joe Quesada. Um, in like the, mm, maybe the late eighties, um, Spider-Man and Mary Jane got married. Um, and then the early two thousands, Joe Quesada was like, I hate that they're married. I hate it. I, Spider-Man should not be married. I hate it so much. I want to retcon the marriage, but I don't just want to say that they're not married because that seems like a cop out. So I think what we should do instead is, um, almost kill Aunt May, and then have Peter make a deal with a demon to save her life, and in exchange for saving Aunt May's life, his and Mary Jane's marriage is released from history, along with a bunch of other stuff that I also want to change. So, like, uh, he was never unmasked during Civil War, uh, and also the Green Goblin is alive. <laughs> That's a powerful demon. Yeah, it it was it was a lot. Um and then obviously people read it and they were like what the fuck? Yeah. You can't just do that. I mean, he did. So Yeah, it was Maybe so, he like, made a deal with a demon to be able to get the storyline through. Yeah. Um by the time it was like J Michael Straczynski was writing it and by the time the last couple issues were coming out, he was like I I don't I don't want my name on this. I hate this so much. I can't. And there's like, I, we wanted to change it, but we were already like planning for like the upcoming arcs of Spider-Man that were like dealing with the consequences of this. So we couldn't go back on it. <laughs> um, and anyways, um, that happened. But besides those things, in spite of those things and be because those things happen, you know, all the time in comics. Um, Spider-Man has been pretty much continually a gigantic success. Um, if you don't... Everybody knows the story, the, the Spider-Man backstory, but I feel like I should just say it anyways, because it seems weird <laughs> to be talking about Spider-Man and not, like, explain it. But... Okay. It's like everybody knows the basic shit about Spider-Man, so we gotta like pull out all of the weird shit that ever happened. <laughs> Listen, um, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about Spider-Man in kind of a, a broader sense in a second. But like, just in case you like forgot what Spider-Man's deal is. Peter Parker is a teen in high school. <laughs> and he's a nerd and he doesn't have a lot of friends 
and um, he doesn't he have gets a girlfriend. Bullied he gets bullied. And... <sighs> he gets bullied by a boy named Flash Thompson, um, who was just born to be a bully because his name is Flash Thompson. <laughs> and he plays football because his name is Flash Thompson. He plays football because his name is Flash Thompson. That's like the old. Those are your only options. Um, and uh, and he's. He's sad, he likes science, and he likes photography, and he's sensitive, and he's kind of awkward. Um, and then one day he goes to this science fair, or demonstration, or tour, or however people want to frame it, and some people are doing experiments with spiders, and they're making them radioactive, and I still don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's, like, usually addressed why they have radioactive spiders. Well, I mean, um, he was made in the 60s, right? So yeah, they're just exactly. like, uh, Cold War radioactivity? This could happen? We gotta know, figure the... out what's the effect of radioactive material on organic bodies. Quick. Yeah, that's the thing, is that, like, <laughs> before people really understood chemicals, it was just big vats of chemicals, and then... <laughs> people become aware of radioactivity and they're like, this does some wild shit and people are like, does it give you superpowers? They're like, probably not. It's like, well, we already put it in our comic book, so... <laughs> Fuck you, um, science. We do what we want. It's called fiction. Yeah. Um, he's also, because he's a superhero, he's also an orphan, but he does live with um, his aunt and uncle. His aunt May and Uncle Ben, who adopted him. And also his parents were S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, maybe. Um, <laughs> that doesn't, that's not usually relevant to anything. Um, that's, like, the one thing is that, like, Peter's status as an orphan is, like, usually not, like, a, a tremendous source of angst for him. Like, most, a lot of other things are. This thing a little bit less so. Um... But he gets bit by this radioactive spider, and he's like, oh no, and then his, his body starts changing in, in, in wild and unpredictable ways. And he's it's got, puberty. It's puberty. He gets puberty. <laughs> um, he's, he, gets, he, gets, he gets stronger and faster, and he can do better flips. And also when he, he touches walls, he sticks to them. Um, it does sound and, like puberty. That's exactly what happens. Um, and when something dangerous is going to happen, his brain goes kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love how, like, whenever anyone draws spider sense, it's just a bunch of little, like... <laughs> just a bunch of, like, squiggly lines. Yes. I do um, love in, like, the uh, live-action films where they're like, wait, we can't do the, like, effect. How do we do this? And they're like, his hair stands on end. He goes, whoa! Whoa! Um, yeah, I feel they do... something bad and all my hair's standing up. Um, oh. I kind of wish they would just like animate some zzz lines in I wish there, they just in a completely a... live action film, just like all of a sudden, oh just little like zzz lines. Um, um, 
they have it um they have some 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 great lines in uh the spider-verse trailer um it looks so cool it looks so cool i'm i'm never gonna stop thinking about it um and he also um initially despite what I think Toby Maguire tells you uh, the that his, it, is a really weird way of saying Toby Maguire. <laughs> it was. I'm sorry, <laughs> to- Toby Maguire. Um, despite what despite what Toby Maguire would have you believe, um, the the his things that shoot webs um, are like things that he builds to make webs which is like pretty because that's like kind of the primary thing that spider-man is most known for um so it's a little bit buck wild that's that's not even one of the superpowers he gets he's just like i think i should do this um (laughs) he's like huh all of this stuff is kind of spidery and i was bitten by a spider what else do spiders do um well they they (laughs) They shoot webs between buildings and fly around and steal pizzas. Um, but, uh, and then, and he's like, this is so cool. I have all these cool superpowers I can do. And he makes himself a costume and he starts trying to get famous. Um, and then, unfortunately, because he's, like, so busy, like, thinking about you know, how to, like, look cool and, like, use this to, like, impress people and, you know, like, get on TV. Um, he neglects to stop a thief in a robbery, and then the thief goes on, um, to murder his beloved Uncle Ben. Um, and Peter says, oh no, I am responsible for this. Um, and this is, you know, and this is this is all the backstory of like the the original Spider-Man story and then it's just like a little like narration box at the end that's like and now Spider-Man has learned that with great power comes great responsibility. Um so it's not actually something that Uncle Ben said. Um although later on they're like it would probably be more meaningful if this was something Uncle Ben had told him at some point. Um so a lot of people change it to that. Um but like that's kind of, that's sort of at at the core of the Spider-Man ethos um and it's certainly like not the first time that this like has been expressed but it's the first time this has been like codified into like that pithy of a phrase um and so it's like kind of the the idea that's like most withstood the most withstood um the the test of time um is this concept like like well you know like why do all these why do all these people like go and like save the world with like the cool stuff they can do and like sometimes they do try and justify it in other ways like oh they want revenge or like they promised you know their father and then it's kind of like well The thing is, you can do all this shit, and probably you should use that to help people. 
Yeah, it's kind of like a, if you could do something to help, you should do something to help. Yeah, and I mean, and look, it it's a lot to put on Peter. I think this, oh, yeah. this does get kind of used to an extent where it's like, okay, like part of it is, it's not that great a power. <laughs> like it's definitely like it's it's a lot more than what normal people can do. Um, but it definitely doesn't make him like impervious to bullets or anything. Yeah, it's not like he's Superman. Yeah, Superman who has the greatest power and the greatest responsibility. The greatest um, power. All of them. Yes. Um, but Peter is sort of like very frequently uh going up against you know, people who, like, wildly outclass him. Um, he's like, well, great power comes great responsibility. It's like, well, I mean... This, <laughs> well, hold on. That's a very great responsibility, my guy, my son. I feel um, like this should have some caveats, just like, unless I will definitely die. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's, it's still, you know, it's obviously... A, a very meaningful idea and yeah. in good spider-man comics it has like you know carried it through just to like this kind of distilling it down to like the purest essence of like yeah like if you can do something to help you should um so that's one thing um another thing is that um spider-man is really the first teen superhero who's not a sidekick. Um, and he was created, like, largely to appeal to, like, you know, the the teenage reader base. Because, um, uh, like, that's what sidekicks were for a lot of the time, was to kind of, like, draw in, like, younger readers. Like, oh, look, they're a kid just like you! It's um, like, well, what if? You could fight with Batman. <gasps> yeah. Me? Um, Hell but, yeah, like, I'd die in like two seconds. Absolutely. Um, but Spider-Man is the first, like, uh, comic that's, like, just about a teenage lead character. Um... And in that sense, like, this format has contributed to, like, so many things. Like, any any storyline that's, like, you know, kid with, like, abilities and they're, like, trying to figure it out on their own and also leading this, like, secret, like, double life is, like, it owes a lot to Spider-Man. Um... Exa uh, Danny Phantom. Um, Yo, Danny uh, Phantom, he was just 14! Uh, a franchise we both adore. Um, I obviously. could do the whole thing right now, <laughs> but I will not. Um, you, have, you have done that on fantasy shorts, as I recall. Um, just sort of yes. launch into the Danny Phantom theme. Yes. Um, I could also. Welcome to our Danny Phantom podcast. Danny Fa Danny even has a bully whose name is Dash, which is just basically Flash. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, there's that. And it's also, like, really the first time we set into this uh, 
Marvel trends. Um, like, we alluded to this last time, but a good, like, there's a sizable chunk of Spider-Man that's not about him being a superhero. Or it's only tangentially about him being a superhero. But, like, there's a, a decent amount of the story that's, like, taken up with um, his, you know, his job and his, like, romantic life and, you know, his aunt and at him at school. Um, Speaking of his job, yes. I just fucking love how he, like, games, like, games the system. Just, like, they, he wants pictures of Spider-Man. That's me. <laughs> I know. I'll just set up a camera. I'm Spider-Man. I know um, exactly where I'm going to be. It's, it's, it's so good. It's such, it's such a good play. Um, <laughs> I love him. And I love, I love J. Jonah Jameson. Um, the just absolute most iconic weird newspaper man of all time. <laughs> I like how, like, Superman's over there. It's like, Superman also, like, works at a newspaper. And, like, his boss is kind of, you know, a little bit, like, like stern and, and I mean, blustering. Yeah, um, and but it's like, no, no, not... no. <laughs> it's not just like, <laughs> Kent. Get me pictures of Superman! <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson is bonkers. And, like, I, as time has gone on, he's only gotten, like, steadily more bonkers. And it he, rules. He's become a meme, and I love it. He's a meme, and it's so good. I love um, this meme of a man. Um, But this is, like... And it's also, like, Peter as a character... Um, is, like, you know, like, extremely neurotic and anxious and insecure and, you know, he wants a lot more out of his life. Um, and all of these things that, like, initially when Stan Lee was pitching this, they were like, oh, that's not, who'd, like, who wants to read a comic book about a dude with all of these flaws? Me! Like, they're supposed to be, you know, make you feel good about yourself, not be weird, anxious messes. I love I their flaws. I love their flaws. And then, and people loved it too. Um, and this, it's sort of, um, this was, and this was happening, like, around the same time that, uh, X-Men was happening, um, some other, like, Marvel series that kind of, like, trademarked what would become, like, Marvel's brand for pretty much the rest of its existence, which is that, like, superheroes, but also they have problems. <gasps> um, like, you know, they have, like, difficulties to overcome. My favorite they genre. Have personal lives. Um... And that's, like, part of it. We're putting that in the story. Like, it's not just, like, oh, they have personal lives, trust us. Like, no, it's in the comic book. You're going to read about their personal lives. And Perfect. you're going to like it. Yes, um, I do. I do like it. Thank you, comics. Yeah. And because this was still happening while, you know, like, uh, Batman as a... Uh, people addressing Batman as sort of just, like, <laughs> like a walking, just 
conglomeration of mental illnesses um, <laughs> didn't really happen until much later. Um, and, you know, it's still, like, usually... I keep comparing him to Superman and Batman because, like, you know, they're, like... Your touchstones. The, yeah, the touchstones. I mean, they're my personal touchstones, but they're also, you know, like, these are the three biggest superheroes, but one of them is, like, so wildly different from the other two. Yeah. Um, that, like, you know, even... Even though, like, Batman's thing is not having superpowers, like, part of the appeal of Batman is, like, oh, Batman can do anything. Like, Batman can solve any problem. Uh, you know, Batman can do whatever he wants. He can breathe in space and ride a dragon. And, you know, he's, like, he's he's so cool. He learned all... The, he taught himself all this cool stuff that he can do. He's Batman. Um, and Superman, obviously, can fly around the world so fast that it turns back time. Man, <laughs> I've... I hate to derail, but one of my coworkers the other day asked me, like, who my least favorite comic book hero was. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. without hesitation, I'm like, Hank Pym. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, I don't really like Batman. And I'm just like, what? Oh, <laughs> and she's like, I, I mean, I don't really read a lot of, like, comic books, but I don't like how, like, People keep saying that, like, anybody could be Batman. And I'm like, well, those people are wrong. Cause, like, yeah, that's not a good take. <laughs> I'm like, those people are wrong. Because they're probably just thinking about, like, well, he doesn't have superpowers, so, like, anybody could do this. But, like, no. I mean, first of all, he does have a trillion dollars. Yes. <laughs> that's, like, a major deal. And also, uh, he is a uniquely... Mm. odd person. Anybody else would have quit after a week. <laughs> and anybody else. Anybody else. There's a storyline in one Infinite Crisis or something. There's one point in one of the DC events where I think le- this is all like this is through very foggy memories and this is also off track. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I think Lex tries to make a bunch of clones of Batman, the way he tried to make a Superman clone with Bizarro, and he makes a bunch of Batman clones, and then as soon as the Batman clones come out, they're all so sad they immediately kill themselves. I think I remember seeing something about this somewhere. Um, so that's what Batman is. Anyways, the it's point like, is... How? How does he do it? And it's How like, does he do this? Nobody knows. Well, years and years of no therapy. Um... The point is, uh, Spider-Man operates very, very, very differently um, from, not from most superheroes now, because there's a lot more Spider-Man-like superheroes currently, but yeah. from most superheroes at the time, um, which is that, you know, he, we, we referenced this last time, but, like, things go wrong for him. Just constantly. Just, like, all the time. Um, and he's, like, constantly trying to, like, make stuff up as he goes. He's, like, going into everything, like, unprepared and as the underdog. Um, and, like, people love it. And that's also another thing. Um, not everyone can be Batman. Um, but we talked about this with Miles Morales. Like, part of the appeal... Like, a lot of people have said, it's wild that, like, uh, you know, Steve Ditko's very, very iconic 
Spider-Man design, you know, one of the most famous costumes for one of the most famous superheroes, um, for, like, you know, a character whose, like, whole, like, you know, linchpin is their relatability and their humanity and their groundedness, um, it's, like, it's super wild to have a costume that, like, shows literally zero skin. Yeah. Or, like, any, like, relatable element that there's, like, a person under there at all. Like, it doesn't even have a mouth. It's just his <laughs> big weird eyes. I love those big weird eyes. I love those big weird eyes. I love people managing, um, to make Spider-Man's mask expressive. Despite just having two big weird eyes. Um, <laughs> it's such a u- unique artistic challenge. Um, but um, it also, it adds to this idea that, like, that could be anybody. That could be you. You know, and, like, people look up and see Spider-Man, and a lot of them are very mad because that's what Spider-Man's life is like, is, you know. <laughs> They hate Spider-Man, but... There he goes. The menace. (laughs) It's just that, like, that one, like... (laughs) Is it the Bo Burnham thing where he's like, there he is. That motherfucker. What a tool. I don't know if that was Bo Burnham. Okay. I don't remember, though. I've only seen it as a meme. (laughs) I feel bad. Um, I I know that it's a haiku. Yes, which is and so I important. Don't know if Bo Burnham does haikus. I mean, he probably could if he put his mind to it. I mean, yeah, um, he probably could. Welcome to our Bo Burnham podcast. No, um, oh shit, it was Bo Burnham. I'm so sorry. Hey, Olivia was right. So all of all of these create this dude, Spider Man. Um. And, like, make him just, like, an instant success. And, like, some of those, like, people have lost track of over the years. And, like, uh, like he has, like, aged over the course of comics. So they've lost, like, you know, some of the, the relatable teen aspect. Like, early, he, like, he goes to college, like, pretty early on. And then he grows up and he gets married and then he has a job. And then they've done some other storylines with him as a teen. Um, there was recently, I think I talked about this on the podcast, but I'm going to talk about it again because I love it so much. Um, in one of, uh, the, one of the, the more recent Chip Zdarsky issues of Peter Parker colon the Spectacular Spider-Man, because that's freaking how you got to handle things when you have like three separate Spider-Man titles. Um, <laughs> there's a scene where like, uh, the current Peter with J. Jonah Jameson travels back um, to enlist the help of young Peter when he was just starting out as Spider-Man. Oh no, I've seen um, panels of this and it makes me yeah, sad every single time. So, and it's like, and they're like, you know, they're like, and they come and talk to him and Peter's like, oh, what are you doing in my house? Like, what's going on? Why is J. Jonah Jameson here? Um, <laughs> and uh, there's and they're kind of, you know, talking about what they're going to do. And, like, at one point, Peter, young Peter, like, takes off his mask. Um, and it's this, you know, this kind of, like, awkward, like, acne-scarred, like, 15-year-old boy. And, like, Jonah's like, 
oh my god, you are so young. And current Peter is like, yeah, I mean, you knew that. He's like, I know, but just like, I was, I was horrible to you. I tried to have you killed. <laughs> and then young Peter's like, wait, what, killed? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sh 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 it's okay, you'll get to that. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, and that's, um, that's, that, that makes me emotional. I like, because the thing is, like, in the original, like, 60s comics, uh, there was kind of this, it's, it's written by adults who, like, and, like, a lot of comic book, like, dialogue and narration and stuff is, like, written in a way that, like, does not in a hundred million years resemble anything remotely like the way human beings talk. Um, yeah. Not I mean, <laughs> in, you know, as time has gone on, um, they've gotten, like, more relaxed with it. Uh, but reading old comic books is just, like, so, like, why, why are you talking like that? What are you saying? Um... <laughs> But it's, like, it's, like, especially jarring to have these, like, very, very, like, dramatic, emphatic declarations coming out of the mouth of who's supposed to be, like, a 16-year-old. Um, not that 16-year-olds aren't dramatic, but he's dramatic in a way that, like, no 16-year-old has ever been. <laughs> um, and... It's like a 16-year-old that has only read Shakespeare up until this point. <laughs> me um but uh i think as like especially as he's you know sort of like integrated with you know the avengers who are all adults um the extent to which like you know adult superheroes who have been like understand how dangerous this is and are doing this as grown-ups are like uh you were how old? <laughs> you what? Sorry? Wait. And it's like, go home. And he's like, well, yeah. if I went home, I'd still be fighting crime. And they're like, fine, just stay safe. Um, yeah, especially because, like, you know, obviously teen heroes before this were still in danger. Um, yeah. Bucky happened. Yeah, I was uh, just going to be like, I mean, like, Bucky straight up died. <laughs> Bucky did straight up die. But, like, in, you know, in the lead up to this, in the, the, after Dick Grayson introduced the era of the sidekick, like, you know, they were figuring this out, you know, with a mentor who was showing them what to do. Like, Peter yeah. was just on his own. Peter was just doing um, it. I do love, though, like, as Peter has grown in comics and, like, gotten mm -hmm. older in comics, how he kind of, like, looks at teen superheroes and he's like, look, I'm not going to tell you to stop because yeah. I was, like, your age when I started. But also, let me give you some tips and tricks because <laughs> uh, a lot of that definitely sucked. <laughs> yeah, it would have helped me for sure if literally anybody had done that. Um, that's also one of, uh, we, we've talked, I think, when we've we talked definitely about, talked about it. Yeah. We talked, when we talked about Runaways, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. But that does have one of my favorite exchanges where he's talking to, like, Gert and Chase 
and he's mentioned something about like, well, with great power comes great responsibility, and Gert like, that's inane. Like most people don't have power, and the people with power aren't responsible with it. The ones with the most responsibility are the kids who have no power because we're supposed to keep everybody else in check. And then Peter goes like, wow, you're totally going to be an Avenger when you grow up. <laughs> Which is like, that's, that's my girl. That's Peter's my just like, kid. wow, you're great. Anyway. Anyway. Please don't um, die. Please, teens. Um, and it's also like, it's funny to me that it's not funny um <laughs> when you when you when you ask someone to like picture spider-man and like what are the first spider-man characteristics that like come to their head like probably the first thing they'll say is like oh he's like you know really like fun and quippy and like makes a lot of jokes and like has you know all this like wacky banter Quip, um, <laughs> um which is like very true and very characteristic um but it's also like he like he has to deal with so much like well we were saying this with Gwen but like so much of Peter's life is characterized by like guilt and trauma and nobody liking him or trusting him and having to deal with like all of these people who hate him, despite the fact that he's, like, the most likable Marvel superhero. It's, he's so lovely, and I love him. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody hates him. He's Spider-Man. And it's like, well, but why, though? Why? What is, literally, what has he ever done? Look at him! Look at his little <laughs> spidery face! Um, there are so many better superheroes to hate. Um, like I mean, Hank Pym, like Hank Pym, for instance. Uh, <laughs> um, Reed Richards. Reed Richards. That's um. I've mentioned this joke before too, but um, one of my favorite Tumblr posts is the one that's like, list of superheroes whose names are lies. Ant Man. He can be all different sizes. Winter Soldier. He is there all year round. And then there's a couple other ones. And then someone's like, Mr. Fantastic. He is awful. <laughs> what a good pose. It's so good. Um, so it's, um, it is very, very special to me that, um, you know, that a character who's like, so much of their life is filled with people just trying to do terrible things to them, um, is, can still be defined by, like, you know, not like a, a Captain America level of, like, oh, like, hope and inspiration and believing in yourself, but just by sort of, like, a, like, general kind of delight and joy and optimism and... <laughs> fun like just fun like that's the thing that like it's been going on for so many years and like obviously it's comic books and there have to be you know like storylines about the horrible things happening and drama and clones and murder and whatever but like the most successful spider-man stories are ones that are just like fun 
And it's not that hard. Like, you can still have, like, drama and still have it be fun. Um, which is why, um, there's so, there's so many Spider-Man comics. Um, <laughs> it's very, very hard if you want to, like, read Spider-Man to, like, find a place to start, especially because there's, like, so many different titles and, like, the numbering is really weird with a lot of them and they, like, did the Marvel Legacy thing where they, like, went back to the original numbering, so it's, like, issue 801 of Amazing Spider-Man just came out. But <laughs> if you so find... so many. It's so many, dude. Um, the... There's very recently, um, Chip Zdarsky, uh, wrote for... Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, um, which was, like, as the name implies, like, sort of a little bit more focused on the, the Peter side, but definitely dealing with both, um, but Chip Zdarsky is, um, great. One of, he's great. Like, one of the most hysterically funny, like, people just, like, pure, like, not even in comics, just, like, in general. Um, but definitely in comics. Um, he wrote Spider-Man that's, like, very, very, very funny, um, but also with a lot of heart, which is, you know, which is, which is just what you want from Spider-Man. Um, and, um, and that's, that, that's the boy. You, you, we all know him and we all love him, um. Let's hear it for the boy. There's also obviously everyone's experienced uh, Spider-Man through uh, um, a lot, a lot of different media. Maybe a terrible Broadway musical if you paid to see the terrible Broadway musical. If you saw the terrible Spider-Man Broadway musical, please send us an email because I didn't see it. And I'm like really curious about what the experience was like. Um... I've you heard that it was big on Flash. Yes. Very little on Flash story. Thompson. <laughs> oh my the god. The whole Flash musical's Thompson. about Flash Thompson. It was Thompson. all about Flash Thompson. The musical. It was a very weird choice for them to make. Spider Man, um, turn off the dark. It's about Flash Thompson. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Um, you've definitely. In the past, like, 15 years, you've definitely seen a Spider-Man movie. Probably more than one, <laughs> with, like, more than one actor playing Spider-Man. There's so um, many. But, um, unfortunately, despite how fatigued I am with Spider-Man reboots, and how much I keep trying to get myself not to care about the MCU, um, Tom Holland is an exquisite Spider-Man. Um, and Homecoming is a very good, very charming movie. I should um, see Homecoming. <laughs> you should see Homecoming. Everyone tweet at E to watch Homecoming. Don't at me. <laughs> it's good. Um, I'll get there eventually. Does the, make the very weird decision of not having or referencing Uncle Ben at all. Wait, what? Which is, like, I don't know if they're, like, leading up to it in the new one, but, like, that's kind of a Wait. big part of it. What? 
Yeah, he's not in it. Or mentioned. I... How? That's a great question, and you should see it so we can discuss this. Because <laughs> it is kind of a central thing to, like, the whole, you know, story. Yeah. Um, okay. And then Uncle Ben dies. Uh, what if there is no Uncle Ben in this one? <laughs> Wait, what? You, sh- sure. I, um, I, all right, let's roll with it. I mean, I guess. Um, there's also, um, this isn't actually Spider-Man media, um, but my favorite Spider-Man associated thing is, um, the Alex Small, <laughs> Lindsay Butera animated series, Batman Spider-Man. I, um, as soon as you're like, this isn't really a Spider-Man media sort of thing, I'm like, oh, it's Batman Spider-Man. <laughs> Batman Spider-Man. Um, the other most important Spider-Man thing is a, um, video clip that went, like, a little bit viral while I was in college. Um, I don't know if you can find it anymore. I should have checked to see if I could search for it before we recorded this episode. Um, but it's this little, like, probably, like, four-year-old kid watching, like, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie at the kiss scene. Um, it's right before the kiss scene, and he's watching them, and he's like, oh, Spider-Man! Spider-Man! is like, you know, he has, like, a younger sibling, like, sitting on the ground next to him, and then, like, uh, they, they kiss, and the kid goes, like, oh, and he, like, clasps his hands to his face, he's like, Spider-Man's happy! Oh! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my heart! Um, anyways, that's me thinking about Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man's Aww. happy. Spider-Man happy. I just want Spider-Man to be happy. Um, I love him. I mean, who doesn't? But, like, you know, he's he's great. That's Spider-Man. Um, we, <sighs> are, we are recording this the day after our last episode, so I haven't read anything new in the interim. You did read half of the Taz graphic novel, but I don't I know if you want to talk about that now. I did read half of the Taz graphic novel. It's very good. <laughs> it turns out, confirmed good. Carrie Peach does us so right, Olivia. <laughs> you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Carrie Peach has fulfilled our needs. I'm literally, I'm recording this on my bed, and I'm sitting um, directly across from what is hanging over my bed, which is my framed signed poster from the Boston live show um, two years ago that Carrie Peach did the poster, not the live show. And I'm looking at the poster and I'm looking at my boy on the poster who Carrie Peach drew and I'm thinking about getting that graphic novel in my hands and looking at that boy and just, just finally some good fucking food. <laughs> um, Give me a second, I'm sending you something. Oh, Hachimachi. Um, there was also... Uh, oh, let me just open... Oh. Oh. E- oh. No, oh, no. Okay, oh, we have to stop the podcast. <laughs> this is all I can think about now. <laughs> Damn it. 
Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Read the sure. Taz graphic novel. Read the Taz graphic novel and then add us about it. The uh, Adventure Zone, Here There Be Gerblins. Read it, talk to us about it. Read it, talk to us about it. Um, when we come back, um, um, well, when we come back, we will both definitely have finished this graphic novel and we'll probably talk about it. But also, um, I'll have more actual comics to talk about. The, um, the, uh, the Mariko Tamaki, uh, X-23 comic did come out. Um, I haven't read it yet. I bought the Scotty Young variant cover, which is awesome. Um, but I haven't read it yet. And I think also this week, possible this week when you're listening to this, dear listeners, I think, um, Marvel, what's starting for Marvel? I think, uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. X, which is the new, uh, uh, Gambit and Rogue comic, because they just got married because Kitty and Piotr didn't get married. Um, so if you're, um, if you're into, uh, Gambit and Rogue, which I know a lot of people are, you can I mean, who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? I mean, look at them. They're freaking, they're ridiculous. I love them. Um... I'm not sure what else is coming out, but we can, we, you'll, we'll talk about all kinds of things, uh, next time. Um, but until then, um, if you, if you need to, to satiate your need for Capes and Japes content, you can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, or, you know, whatever you do instead of following on those plans. It's not the same for... It's fine. You'll figure it out. Um, all of those are just look for capes and japes. All one word. Um, you can email us the same way. Capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, you can uh, join our Discord channel. Um, which is which is a, a fun place to be. Um... You can, uh, we are on Spotify now, so if you prefer to listen to podcasts on Spotify, um, you can check us out there. If you want to leave us a rating or a review, um, we would super duper love that. If you want to drop us a tip in our tip jar to fund my, <laughs> our multiple copies of the Adventure Zone graphic novel, <laughs> um, <laughs> that'd be just swell. Uh, if you, um, feel like t telling a friend, talking about Spider-Man, Spider-Man talk, talking about Spider-Man, um, just, just at them, drop, drop them a line, let them know if this is something they'd be interested in. Um, and as, as, as always, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion, and I do have a quick update on the Is oh, Beast yes. Boy a Furry debate. Oh, yes. The there Twitter was... the Twitter poll seems to be holding at about 80% yes. Yes! So. <laughs> if you don't think Beast Boy's a furry, um, either hop in our Discord or get a bunch of people to vote on that poll, because right now... Well, by the time this episode is up, this poll is gonna be oh, over. Oh, sure. You're right, but I you forgot this is in the us. future. <laughs> at us with your opinion on whether Beast Boy is a furry. We will retain an informal poll. 
Um, but right now it seems the furries have it. So <laughs> that's it's it confirmed, I guess. Hashtag um, confirmed. Beast Boy ha- is a furry. Anyway, that'll be all from me. So uh kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman.